Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Record, Matt. <laughs> I'm assuming you are. <laughs> <laughs> but, Go on, then. Go on, then. Right. How are we going to start this one? Hello, Matt. Hello, mate. How you doing? Oh, I'm good. How are you? I'm so good. It's another Christmas episode. It's another yes. Christmas episode that starts with a load of shite small talk. Yes. <laughs> the way we do it, we God. do it best. We do it best. I I think uh, Christmas is going to be busy this year, and I think this podcast is going to be busier than ever. It is going to be a busy old podcast, if if not the busiest. We've had one guest at a time previously. Yep. Uh, and we're going to three. Wow. I mean, we didn't want two. We wanted three. And that's we what we've th- got. We wanted three. Uh, so, you know, if the podcast didn't sound like a hot mess with our microphones up to now, you get you get ready for, for, this, tr- <laughs> for this trio. <laughs> it's, um, this trifle, uh, trifle trio of madness. Um, but we have got, uh, we are very lucky to have Succulent Theatre join us to look at the film Elf. Roll those titles, Matt. Let's go. Lovely harmony there. That was gorgeous. Um, introduce yourselves. Who, who are you? Hello. Um, shall I do this bit? <laughs> What's yeah, go on. Uh, well, I'm Kat, but we are Succulent Theatre. We are a feminist, diverse, um, autobiographical, confessional theatre. No, that didn't say it. That doesn't make sense. We are a theatre company who specialise in autobiographical and confessional theatre. Um, and yeah, we have a, our debut show, debut show, uh, nasty big girls being gross, mean and sexy, um, which is all about body image and eating disorders, um, and coming to terms with the notion of femininity and what that means to us. And we also have some other exciting things in the works, uh, a new show and we're going on tour next year. Um, and yeah, and I'm Kat, I'm the producer slash assistant director. Um, of that show and the company. Anyone else? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm Amy. Um, I'm a performer, writer, divisor, um, uh, just genius. Um, that's very <laughs> modest lady. I knew. I knew. Uh, yes. Very, very incredibly humble, creative genius. Um, and uh, I started this company with Rio and Katia. <laughs> I forgot everything about it. Are we allowed to swear? That was, 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. fuck yeah! Fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> and I'm Rio, and I like donuts. Oh, yeah. nice! I... Donuts make you go nuts. <laughs> 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 Oh, I mean, and yeah. I met, and I know you because I met you at uni. You did, yeah, you did. And, uh, yeah, both, both uh, yourself and Amy, and honestly, Succulent Theatre is an amazing company. Like amazing work, all mm. three of you. I mean, just met Cat, but all three of you are mate, oh, yeah. amazing. It's, like it's fantastic. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> also, hey, we also have a podcast. Just a- oh. yes, you do. <laughs> Tell, tell us more. Tell us more. Uh, it's the second well, podcast. <laughs> Every it's uh, it's it's chaotic. It chaotic. Um, it's just us talking about ourselves. Uh, no, there's some structure. We've we've we've, 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 we've very loose structure. There is some. We recently introduced a new structure where we get a randomly generated word every week and then everyone writes down the word people, the word object and the word food and then everyone has to think of like a random story related to those the word and those things. So like we get really weird, oh. weird shit oh. come up. But it's really fun because like you have to think on your feet. We get like a minute to think of the stories and then we kind of the, just go into Yeah, it. the stories are like things, like more like memories, I guess. Or things. Yeah, memories. How, how nice to have a podcast that's actually got segments, Matt. Uh, I know. Maybe, maybe that's what we're missing. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe <laughs> actual like games and trivia and yeah, no, nice things to concentrate on. But no, we'll just have this. <laughs> no, I like it. We're very yeah. We're very excited to yeah, be here. We are. <laughs> yeah. And you have mics, which is exciting. Amy's we, really showing me and cut up because we don't. We have share one mic. We literally share one little mic between the three of us. And, <laughs> and, and Amy went, "I'm having that." It's my, <laughs> it's my mic. It's my mic. I shine with the mic today. <laughs> it's me. I've got the lamp behind the laptop. I've got the mic. <laughs> I've got the webcam. Oh, got this. I know what I'm doing. You. I know. Oh, look at you got it. Yeah, Amy's definitely yeah. done this before. Well, I've got a nice little bit of wallpaper on my wall. I love wall that. Mm. That I stole from being cute. And I and I, anyway. and I like it, Rio, because it, it really gives the essence of like couldn't quite afford yeah. the whole wall, but I, yeah. uh, it'd be a nice fish. <laughs> yeah, part exactly. Of, it's gorgeous. <laughs> it's figs. Um, <laughs> wallpaper's expensive. Cost of living crisis and everything. It yeah, is, it is. Um, <laughs> before we get too deep about cost of living crisis, we um, we are we are uh, we're talking about a Christmas film um, because what's better than a cost of living crisis than not being able to afford presents for your friends and family? Um, so, <laughs> bringing all the joy out of the all end the, of the joy, year. how joyous, <laughs> how joyous. Um, <laughs> we are talking today about one of I think arguably or not even arguably the best one of the best christmas films uh elf we're talking about today i mean that's Um, a statement though you've just gone straight in there is it a statement to say that it's one of the best it's one of the most popular christmas films yeah agreed Better put, oh, yeah. Okay, all right. Okay, I did not see this podcast going this <laughs> I way. I know you didn't, but baby, we, we, you're wrong. I've brought the seats. I've brought. I've made notes. Oh yeah. yes. Okay, okay. I'm going. Okay. No microphones, but we did yeah. bring notes. So, uh... <laughs> I brought a snack and I brought notes. 
can't hear it. our opinions, but we've got them. Silent <laughs> <laughs> um, So uh, let's go around and do. So, what are your general general thoughts? Uh, summarized thoughts. Uh, let's start with Amy. Let's start with yourself. Oh, um, well, I saw it for the very first time today. <laughs> What? I know. Wow. I'm shocked. I, I think I've seen it's been on in the background at like many kind of Christmases and things, and I've just seen like the odd scene, but I've never I started watching it. I was like, God no, I've never actually watched this. Um and it was I think that a lot of the joy around that film comes from the nostalgia of that film. And when you're watching it as an adult with none of the nostalgia, it's a different experience, and I'm very excited to share that experience with you all. <laughs> that was very that's very diplomatic, <laughs> wasn't it? That, that's the best teaser summary we've ever had. Yeah. I'm excited to share more later. Cat, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts? Um, so I like. I don't. I. I don't mind it. You know. It's. I have other favorite Christmas films. I think I. I mean, my first issue i suppose with that <laughs> is i think i i don't mind will farrell but i don't know why he always needs to be a child like like an overgrown child in like every film he does um well like a lot of the films that he does i prefer the films that he does not he's not an overgrown child like i think those are his better films and i i don't mind this film um it's not my favorite but it was it's fun to watch <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, we'll get you off the fence at some point in the next hour. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, trying, I'm trying to, to climb on the fence, but I, I'm, I'm firmly on one side, I think. <laughs> Fair enough. And uh, Rio? Oh, I love it! Oh. <laughs> I love it! It's so easygoing. Like, Buddy's just... Like, how... Like, I just think it's so nice that, like... Yes, I understand that it's a bit weird that he's, like, a grown adult being a kid but like when you're a kid you just don't worry about anything everything's so fun like you have no responsibilities and that's why i like watching it because i'm like i want to be three years old again and eat gum from the street <laughs> what are you what doing that were you doing that well i used to eat i used to eat bird poop because oh, i thought it was free ice cream and like oh. that's how i that's why i you wow. know I resonate wow. with buddy because <laughs> wow we eat action. things we shouldn't <laughs> And what, and what and what taste did you give the give the bird poo there? Like a... Oh, I was really young. I mean, <laughs> is it sweet? I'm trying to let me just take my cast my mind back to the poo. Um, Don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> uh, I feel like it was watery and lumpy. Mm, no, mm. that's texture. Oh. That's sweet taste. <laughs> oh, taste. Sorry. Salty. No, poo. but was it sweet or savoury? Also, poo. <laughs> I don't know. It tastes like poo. I don't know what poo tastes like. Well, I don't know what poo tastes like, but I know that bird poo tastes like poo. That's all I know, okay? Real. <laughs> Never did I ever think of this podcast when we were talking about bird poo. Or eating it. Right, and here we are. Or eating it. Yes. Sorry, welcome to our world. Here we are. But anyway, circling back to the question that you asked, I love it and I think it's just very free and easygoing and everyone sings and like in a park together and I've never experienced that and I'm really jealous and I want to. A park, a park sing song. 
parks oh, yeah. yeah like how fun would it just be to you like just pop go in? down the local park on friday uh, around my house and just stand there and sing if you like what and stand on my own and like an yeah. absolute lunatic like <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> There's a couple of people who do it already. You can just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, lovely, I'll go join them then. Uh, and, and, and Matt? Me, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think like we've covered all bases, really. But, like, uh, you know, I, I'm, I, yeah, I'm with Rio. I think it's, it's a really fun, joyous movie. Uh, it's, again, uh, it's one of those things that I... It came out in 2003, which is mad to think. And which is, yeah. I, I, so like, I, like, I remember watching it, and this is showing my age. I was, I was 13 then. Um, so I remember, it, I remember seeing it in the cinema and remember being, I was, or, you know, I resonate with Will Ferrell's silliness, I think. So whenever he does this kind of man-child behaviour, I just find it really funny. And I don't know why. It just, it, I've still never really figured it out. Um, like think when he's in Step Brothers and stuff, I really enjoy that movie. Um, mm. So I think I I, I I enjoy watching it. It's not it's it's not my all time favorite Christmas movie, but it is something that I would watch every year once maybe. Mm. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Nice. I, what about you, Forrest? I think, I think for me, it's it, it, it is one of the one of the top for me. I think it's up there. Muppets Christmas Carol can never be rivaled, can never be beaten, quite frankly. Um, yeah. But uh, Elf is Elf is up there. Clearly, Rio agrees. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, look a little at me, like I've just shat bird poo in front of her. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really enjoy it. I think, I think, yeah, I, I could totally understand where Cat's coming from. I think. Looking, looking at it, 2023, and looking at kind of Will Ferrell, you kind of look at, at, at the different parts that he plays and some of his parts. There are questionable bits, but as is a lot, you know, I suppose a hell of a lot of films, a hell of a lot of actors have changed what they would deliver over the years. Um, Elf, I, I think, I, I think, I think it's a great film. I think, I think it's just a film that you have on in the background. I don't think there's particular like it's not engrossing as such. I wouldn't say it's something that you turn on and you're like, right, okay, I'm got really tune into every scene. But then again, mm. it's a Christmas movie. You know what Christmas movie is really for that? It's it's for something in the background whilst you you know you got your friends and family around. Um, I yeah, I think the comedy is really good. I I, I actually quite like the comedy in this film. Um, I feel, I feel that the like the love story compared to certain other th- other films that we've looked at recently is is done in a reasonable way. The way that you know, <clears throat> I, I think. Again, some questionable bits. Um, is it? But it's addressed in a good way. So you like, buddy, anything that he does. So sitting in the bathroom and singing to her is, is addressed that that is not a right thing to do. Do you know what I mean? There's no mm. no point where it's like questionable behaviour and it's not addressed. I think. Um, but yeah, that's that's general general thoughts that slowly become very specific by the end of my summary. It did. <laughs> Probably a bit too specific on the general <laughs> thoughts there, but it was great. It was great, and I love it. There you go. I'm not ashamed. <laughs> so, starting at the beginning, then uh, it's the best place to start, isn't it? I suppose um, with being uh, in the North Pole, and I, we where we where we see uh, baby buddy grow up. Now, 
I mean, so the things that I like to do is talk about the Easter eggs as well. I'm not going to go straight into them, but what I do love immediately in the kind of... So it's directed by John Favreau, and he does a lot of practical effects and stunts in this movie. And the one thing that I really do enjoy is the forced perspective that is played out, particularly in the beginning bit, when we see the elves and also when Buddy then's growing up and we're seeing the kind of forced perspective around it as well. And the way that it's shot and the way it's put together, I really, really enjoy. But like, again, what's nice in that first five, ten minutes in the movie is that the innocence of Buddy is immediately initiated. So we we get this sweetness from from the character from the offset so then when it whatever happens next and you're talking about all the incidents that he falls into then those moments become more justified because he doesn't know what the outside world is and doesn't know what those kind of social cues are um and i think that's kind of immediately that endearing quality that buddy has is then in it, it's kind of sustained throughout the movie and what i really love in that first part is yeah we see this kind of joyous yes we clearly see that he's a human but then understanding his journey very very quickly and then the narwhal as well that goes bye buddy yeah. hope you find your dad like it's so cute it's one of the best moments but like i really love it it's such a sweet and really simple way of initiating character arc and a story um yeah yeah, yeah. i also i i like the visual the visuals of like the north pole stuff just just for the sake of like how big he like you're just reminded constantly that he doesn't mm. belong there and i think it's like it's sad but it's also funny because obviously he's just too big for everything but also you're just like, oh, but he actually doesn't belong there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is quite sad, but obviously it all, it all ends well, but spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. God. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, I, th- I think um, one of the oddest parts watching this film back, one of the strangest bits is for me is that it starts and ends in a kind of, Documentary style with Papa uh, uh, Papa Elf, and that's not addressed for any of the rest of the film. Do you know what? Like, it actually made me think, like, oh, it's a bit meta. Like, part of me at the end, I was like, oh my god, is 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 the film actually a film or is it just a book? And then I was like, wow, maybe maybe it's a, a thing inside a thing. And then I'll because I mean, it ends with the it ends with the book being closed, doesn't it? By the by the yeah. It's very like Shrek esque, you know. The... It is, but I also mm. yes, it is. I also think it's almost quite us esque uh, in some ways because it was there's like there was a moment when he was reading the book about things that had happened to him to a group of people, and I was like, this is what we do. But this, <laughs> it was very meta. It, I was like, oh my yeah. gosh, yeah. is Elf real? Is is it is it a book? <laughs> I was like, what's happening here? Well, are we reading a book within a book within a book within a book? Does it uh, like a conception? It's like it's like the TV on a T shirt. If you know the last one. Not with Shut up. Telly's obvious? Uh, yeah, I think that's one thing well. <laughs> that's really spun me out. <laughs> yeah, no, same. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that he was, that John Favreau used a lot of practical effects, and I really like practical effects. Yeah. So that's, I, I'm happy to hear that. That's exciting. I feel, I feel like, I feel like if it was, if, I kind of wish they let into the meta-ness now. Yeah. I've, I've never thought of it that way. Yeah. That it is that it's it's it's, its, it's own like, self-contained, completely out of this this universe yeah. as well. I, that makes it make sense mm. more. I think. I think that makes it more easy to buy into what's happening. Like so, like it being a self-contained story. Mm. Yeah. yeah. 
it kind of reminds me of like a bit like Alice in Wonderland in that aspect. Mm, yeah. Like, you know, she falls down the rabbit hole. He has this huge journey through the North Pole, through the candy, sugar cane, all of that stuff. And then he comes into the real world and then everything's awful yeah. and miserable. But he injects happiness and joyfulness and just like, I think like that's one of the reasons why I really, really love it because it just, he reminds people to appreciate the small things. Like when he's in the coffee shop and it says the best coffee, coffee shop in the world, he, he's so literal with like what he reads and what he sees mm-hmm. just as a kid was. And going back to what, what Matt says, I think that's just like, he's just so like lovable and just so endearing. Mm-hmm. And if he does something stupid, it's because he's grown up in this world that is not been awful and mean. It's been so magical and wonderful and cheerful. And like, he just radiates mm-hmm. that. I think, yeah. I think and it's like really he doesn't lovely. let the real world infect him. He infects the real world. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. All right, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna bung in an absolutely ludicrous theory because we're talking about it being meta <laughs> and a book, right? Yeah. What if Buddy's brother, so Michael, is it yeah, Michael or is Michael, Michael the dad? No, Mike, Michael is his brother. Michael. Yeah, Walter's the dad. I think. Walter's the dad. Yeah. If yes. if Michael, what if Michael wrote this book? as a means to deal with his father's neglection. So he invented a brother that never existed. That's exactly what I thought. That's exactly what I thought. I was like, this is literally somebody writing, like, it's the story is somebody writing about their own trauma, and they're like, this is their way. No, and they use the elf as a means to find the joys and and celebrate it. Yeah, have the story end how he wishes it could end, but unfortunate that's mm. great that's that is it what? What? Yeah. theory but very interesting <laughs> i love that see that makes the whole film so much more interesting to me. love it does it also- an elf <laughs> sorry go on go on no, no. I was just going to say, Elf Two would be like a would be like a drama where you know, the brother commits suicide because he can never actually reach that level of like joy oh, and on. understand. But like, it's the moments of like disbelief in the movie as well. Like the fact that when he gets run over by the taxi, he's absolutely he's fine, fine. Yeah. or he's able to redecorate things in a matter of like hours. Like all of the things where he, yeah. he can do. It, it, out of a of a human's perspective, like that justifies so that sense. theory. That's, honestly, I was thinking that because I was like, "There's so many moments in this. I know it's a Christmas film. I know it's like magical, but like so many of moments of this, the magical realism doesn't even come to play. I'm just like, that's not how humans no. act. Like yeah. when mm. he comes in and goes uh, and it makes him stop the whole business meeting. Michael comes into Walter and is like, makes him stop the bloody business meeting. And I was like, he just said one sentence to him. This man has been a dickhead for the whole time of the film. <laughs> and suddenly his son just goes, oh, you only care about yourself, which is not true. The man is doing his job so he can provide for his family partially. And he's doing it for everybody on his team as well. <laughs> and he just brings his man and goes, yeah, I'll go find your idiot brother that I fucking hated five minutes ago. Sure. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? That's why. That's why having it written from like a, a traumatized child yeah, makes it, it makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree. But it justifies as well the innocence yeah. as well yeah. around it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's I'm all he wants. It, it, like it's that's, that's good. <laughs> wow. We understand it. <laughs> Mine's bl- mine genuinely blown. Then that's don't great. need to talk about the rest of the film now, Matt. No, we're, that's we're it. Co- we've covered it. <laughs> right, next. <laughs> 
so yeah that, that's the start of the film and then we get kind of uh buddy in uh new york uh and we get uh you know rio you mentioned earlier where he eats the gum on the on that uh on the subway top of the subway, on the subway. and and for me that bit right is it have they superimposed a thing on there that's got just got gum on or did they genuinely like wash the holy hell out of one bar and like, that's what i want to know like the, the intrinsic nature of whether they wa- they went to town on cleaning the hell out of that so that buddy could eat or will ferrell could <laughs> eat that so i think that they got him to chew loads stick them on like in a certain area or just chew one and then he or no because he yeah, eats more than one did they wash mm-hmm. what the, i yeah. reckon they built a um, separate yeah i was gonna say it's, surely it's that right Set. no he did it he's a he's a no but he could die like die <laughs> no no he wouldn't rio is proof rio is living proof that you can eat garbage and rio is the pizza route from new york city confirmed i'm still here that's all I'm going to say. Like, if I can do it, anyone can. Anyone can. <laughs> Who gives a fuck? A little bit of bacteria? Come on, mate. Sorry, yourself, <laughs> Bacteria is good it, for your body. It is good. Die is on that good. hill. It is good. And do you know so what, Rio? I'm massively all about that as well. People who overuse hand sanitizer and all Maybe. that stuff. I'm like, you're going to kill yourself Maybe. in the long That's run, like, mate. What do you think you're going to have some bad bacteria. Why do you think I'm doing it? <laughs> I'm playing a long game, suicide. <laughs> I've um I've actually just found a quote um from Will Ferrell from 2003. He had an interview with somebody called Wilson Morales who asked the question, "Was the sidewalk gum pre-cleaned for you?" And he says, "Here we go. No, we didn't have the budget." So I actually had to eat old New York City gum, but it wasn't as bad as you would think. Still relatively fav- uh, fa- flavorable, he says. Um, Do it! Yeah. He didn't Do have the budget. It. Could you not have just gone and got some juicy fruit from the shop? I mean... Like, I can't believe that. I can't. Can you imagine the creatives involved? In- yeah, well, uh, yeah, we haven't got quite the money to clean that, Will. So, uh, you know, we could discard this scene completely. It's kind of irrelevant. Yeah. We could do something else. But, yeah, and Will's just going, no, no, absolutely. We've got to keep it in. That is. Uh, it's instrumental I mean, to the film. We need that. Yeah. I mean, but that- I, I spent... Oh, no, no, you go, Amy. You I go. Say, now I I, I've interrupted you twice. No, it's all right. No, it's me. It's me. No, I say now I know that it's enhanced the scene for me. That's that's what I was going to say. Yeah, but I'm it's actually that's that's that, totally... like genuinely they they didn't have the budget to buy fresh chewing gum. That's insane. Like, yeah. like, that's actually like surely that's like twenty cents. Yeah, I don't know. Is it that they didn't have the money for the chewing gum or the money to clean the thing though? Surely ate, they had the money to clean yeah, the chewing Matt gum. Matt said that right? he ate. It was the flavour. He ate yeah. the actual chewing gum. He said, yeah, he did say it was oh, eat old New York City gum. I actually had to eat old New oh, York I'm City just gum. saying That's that now, as a producer, you wouldn't get past that on the. You wouldn't get that past Times have changed. Cats like looking at the budget of their next show going, oh, I can make some cuts. Sorry, guys. Have you guys seen. I do it. I do it. No, no, that divide. The, the, it's a John Waters film with Divine. 
It's the most quietest you've made the whole time. It's been podcast, girl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I'm interested. What is it? Yeah. Queer cult classic, and it's about a drag queen who's having, I think this is Pink Flamingo as well, it's another one, but it's a John Waters film. And she's having a whole uh, competition with someone about how, who can be the filthiest. And John Waters brought his dog on set, no. and they followed the dog around all day until the dog took a shit no. and then divine ate the poo they didn't do fake poo they didn't none of that uh, they, she ate the dog feces that the dog came out the dog and i was like that is for me that's like the, uh, if will ferrell eats chewing gum for me like divine is like up here like do you know what i mean but also wow. that, is oh actually, that is actually dangerous you can go blind like or something mm. but it was it was weird like, but there's bacteria know. and there's bacteria like what do you yeah. think about that yeah, yeah. That's I, who you yeah. sample or <laughs> I think I'd probably, you know, back would out. You for, would you do it for a tenner? Uh, would you do it for what? a tenner? Sorry. <laughs> oh, I'd probably do it for like 100 quid. <laughs> Look at my dog shit! Look at my dog shit! <laughs> <laughs> I love how that is, that is all circled back. I, I know, just... it will keep, you will keep coming perfect. back too, unfortunately. <laughs> And, and that's the cost of living crisis. That's the, that's the state of the UK at the moment. No one's got a pot to piss in, but you give me some dog shit for 100 quid. Yes, please. Oh, we're yes. in that queue. I'm there. Rio's like, come on. I've been here before. Anyone? So Anyone? I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> oh, Matt, Matt, move us on quickly. <laughs> I was wondering where are we? Uh, let's. <laughs> shall we go to the um the bit where he goes to Macy's, the 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 toy shop shop, and he meets uh Jovi for the first time. I I love the um oh, I can't believe the the guy's his his name tag is Wonder. like Wonder, Wonder, yeah, isn't it? I That's it. That. Um. And uh, the fact that he immediately thinks he works for the toy shop and he just kind of goes along with it. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, what? you're late. And he's like, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, it's just like, bless you, buddy, okay. bless you. I, 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 now we're talking about this scene, right? I want to give a massive, and the guy's name is Faison, Faison Love, which is an amazing lo- uh, name it, anyway. Yeah. But the manager, he's, he plays the manager of the store. And yeah. honestly, that guy's comedy timing in that first bit where we'll i was like mate i've never seen this guy in anything uh, since or before uh, it, it's just amazing no, he's what I've, seen him in a, I've seen him in a couple of things he's been in just my he always just my luck. He, um, yeah, I want to yeah he, in just my luck he was a very what? different phase on love sorry but that is a fun that has a name in it. Oh, better than Wonder. But he, he was, he was amazing, and it was, it was just got really quite a good comedy, and and like Matt, you mentioned Step Brothers, and it just felt mm. like there, there was scenes and flickers throughout of genuinely really good, like Step Brothers, Hangover, what, like bits of you know comedy that were really well written there. Yeah, um, but uh, I, you know, I have to be honest and say that this film. And uh, Zoe Deschanel, uh, it, she was my love when I was younger, mate. Seeing Zoe, <gasps> Zoe Deschanel, come on, come on uh, for this film, and I was like, oh, she's beautiful. She is. Loved a bit. She, Zoe appa- apparently, she wasn't originally meant to have like any like singing in in her character, oh. and John Favreau overheard her sing, which is then happens in the movie. And they went, oh my gosh, you, you've got an amazing voice. We should write this in. It became like a genuine character art for that her. That is amazing. That is like low key cool. dream. 
Like, that's why I sing in public. Yeah, it's okay. On the off chance that someone's going to be like, oh my God, let me write you a thing. Cat cat goes to the park where there's all those people just us. Guys, guys, this is me. This is me. (laughs) Could I just interrupt the pub brawl, please? Uh, Stop punching his face. Uh, I've got a. Um, But if that is true, though. Right, she's such a pivotal moment at the end. If without her song, they, you know, they, that's how they get the Christmas yeah. spirit. So, what did they have? What there are they going to do? Exactly. Also, I it. think what what her if they didn't add that to to be like an important like journey in her character arc, she would have literally just been a love interest, and that yeah. would have been so it. Yeah. Also, what's Jovi short for, anyone? I was thinking this. I, all I could think of was Bon Jovi, and I was like, pretty sure it's not that. It's not that. <laughs> <laughs> bon Jovi could be, I don't know. Uh, um, going back to that scene, my favourite, my... Oh, I'm jumping ahead. No, I won't talk about it. Go for it, Rio. Honestly, as if, um, as if you're worried point. about the kind of process of this podcast, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know where, you know where um, Buddy's manager... Um, where he's like he's done the makeover and he's mm-hmm. like really seriously like they've got someone in. <laughs> they've yeah. got someone in they're trying to show me yeah. up i just think that is classic management <laughs> like i will take credit for this i will take credit for someone else's idea it was all yeah. me we're brilliant lovely and i'm gonna pick apart of the fact that although everything's brilliant and I've done none of this, I'm going to have a go at you because you're not making ribbon that's long enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're so right. I'm now off on my break. See yeah. you later. It's very, it's very, they've captured that very well. Good point, Rio. They did. Have you, Thank all, you. <laughs> what a lovely point. Have you all seen the sitcom Superstore? Yes. I think so, yeah. I think I have. No. No, oh, all right. Absolutely not. No, that was, that was so aggressive. No, no, not interested. Fucking oh move on, please. Let me try that again. No, I haven't. Oh. Uh, so it's a, it's a sitcom uh, about uh, an American superstore, uh, and and those scenes in Elf were very kind of. You know, it reminded me of that kind of comedy. Like they, they kind of, they drifted that comedy into that sitcom. Mm. Uh, I recommend Superstore. Massive. I think every, all of you it's would so love good. Superstore. It's great. It's a great sitcom. Yeah. yeah. I think stick, sticking with the mall part. I think when we have uh, <laughs> Elf, uh, D Santa Claus, the fake Santa oh Claus, and uh, call him out. Like that moment is, I find it so funny, and I like I quote it all the time. But like the kid that's on Santa's lap in that moment, I really enjoy because it's quite clearly just the kids just in the scene, just listening to what's yeah. going on, and in in his head, and what he's being told is that he's being told, you just so you know, that, yeah, that's that's not the real Santa Claus, just so you know, mate, that is actually a fake Santa. So in his head, out loud, you can see that he's going fake, fake. <laughs> he's literally just whispering fake to himself while the scene is taking place seriously watch it back and just look at the kid and he's just going I had the subtitles on so I could see he just went fake and I was like oh my god no (laughs) (laughs) I was like oh shit this poor kid that's I mean it was such a good moment it's very it's a very quotable like few lines isn't it when he's like oh you sit on a throne of lies like I was like I feel like I've heard people say that to me 
Also, do all of those kids still believe in Santa? Well, this is it. Like, have they sat them down and gone, okay, children, so this is a fake Santa. Santa still actually exists, but this Santa isn't real. But there is a real Santa. Like, how do you tell a kid? I mean, I don't don't have kids, but um, do kids when... (laughs) I have experienced kids in my life. Do they... (laughs) Wow. Wow. All right, Kate. All right, Kat. Huh? I really oh, need <laughs> somewhere, somewhere, someplace I've encountered a child, <laughs> <laughs> and I get into the psyche yes. of a child. I often do. <laughs> sorry, sorry, um, carry on. Oh, shit, oh yeah, but no, but uh, when they go to Santa's grottoes, do they uh, do they think it's a real Santa then? I mean, yeah, some kids do. I don't yeah, my, yeah. I so I've got two girls. They do absolutely. Really? Absolutely. <laughs> So I got a seven. Twenty-five and four. thirty. <laughs> ah, all right. Cheers, Boris. Thank you now. Seven and four. No, seven and four. Oh, yeah. If they ask, like, I feel like if they if they ask, would you be like? Because oh, I think my mum. I think I said like to my mum like quietly, so my sister couldn't hear. Is that the real Santa? And she was like, it's actually one of Santa's helpers because Santa's very busy around this time of year. So. That's it. Like they, so my my father-in-law has a very Santa-esque to him as well. So they they have a little feeling that oh, I think I think Granddad Santa, and they've That's quite, so cool. I know they've <laughs> they've put they've said it for a few years now, but they're saying quite a lot at the moment. Um, and what doesn't help as well is that he he comes in every Christmas Eve as well as Santa. Oh. So he literally comes through, and every I think they're just kind of going. I think that's just Granddad, or it's Granddad Santa. So they're just trying to figure it out. I'm just keeping the magic going as much as I possibly can because I mean, yeah, for that is adorable. (laughs) Now, now we're talking about this this kind of this topic, right? There is a scene in the film which uh, up to I think uh, you know however many times I watched it, never noticed until this time that I think is. arguably a controversial scene when you think that this is a a family or a kid's film, right? There is a scene with, uh, I think it's... it's uh, it's Buddy and it is Santa. I think it's Santa, an elf, uh, and it's... Is it them or is it Papa Elf? Anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, Two of them, and they are talking about whether... um, uh, Santa really exists, or whether it's the parents doing it. Oh yes, right? yeah. And they and they have a whole conversation yes. about it. And I'm like, that is very, very close to like giving the reality of the situation to your mm. viewer, right? And you yeah. and that and it's not something you get in another Christmas. I've ne- I don't think I've ever That's seen true. a Christmas film where they quite hit it on the. It, it might be like, is Santa real? That's a gen- general theme, but you certainly don't have a full full on conversation where it's about like there's a rumor going around where parents, are, you know, are, are, are putting the presents themselves. So I, I, yeah, I just I thought that scene was quite an interesting from an adult perspective to be like, if your child picked up on that, that's a that's a an annoying conversation it's also like it's it's giving Mm. another level to like the whole meta thing because it's literally santa saying that no it's papa elf i think oh it was it i think it's oh it's it i think it's papa elf at the beginning when they're on the sleigh like he shows them he's like the the little sleighs tinkered and he's like describing stuff to it yeah yes I think, it, but yeah, but it is like, yeah, it is weird. It's weird. It's I think if your children already know, then it's probably quite smart because it's good confirmation that that's not true. Like if they're like, 
had to have the suspicions, yeah. you know, people mm. at school have been talking. Yeah, this is true. Mm. <laughs> on the playground. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, just, I just got punched and kicked and uh, spat on, but yeah. yeah, yeah. What, 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 what playground were you at? Essex is wild, man. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Let's talk about the uh, the initial courtship with uh, Buddy and Jovi. So their first date. Now I find it super sweet because mm. literally what what we see is Buddy showing her New York from his perspective. Mm. So the world's best cup of coffee, uh, doing the turnstile thing really really quickly to the point that you throw up. Just all of these really innocent things that he immediately discovered when he came into New York. Something that people that live there just don't even have a second thought about. They wouldn't even think about finding joy in those kind of tiny little moments. It was that sequence where I was like, God, this is what you're, you know, going back to your point for us about kind of, it was such a, the way that that relationship was played out in the movie is really sweet because it's just, again, it's that innocence, isn't it? It's that kind of feeling, look, you know, it's got, there's nothing to do with, you know what he wants from her it's just look th- i find this really fun Come and, yeah, yeah, share this joy with me yeah, yeah. sharing yeah. joy it's i just very, love that yeah. moment it's sweet yeah. it's, very it's really nice I, I think it's really nice and yeah you're right with like the innocence and the the kind of as a, when you are a child you you embrace that without any regard and the mm. song that they play is uh you make me feel so young i think it's frank yeah. yes yeah and i'm like mm. oh it just makes everyone feel young um because obviously, like that's kind of what you gain more is more in a bit more inhibition, yeah, mm. or, more inhibition. What's the phrase? As you, you get older, as you get older, you 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 gain inhibition. Yeah, because you're losing your inhibitions. Is yeah, you have more inhibitions because you're you're influenced by like other other shit going on. Mm. But as a child, you don't have any of them, so you you, you want to do what mm. you want to survive in. But I I think it's yeah. a bit weird that she sees him behaving like a child and is like, yep. <laughs> I want a heart there. Yeah. yeah. See, I don't. I don't think that she views him as a child. I think that she sees him as like just someone who finds. I said it 
and I'll keep saying it, just fun in the small things. And she's like, New York is known for being really, everyone's being really, everyone's really rude. Everyone, it's miserable. Everyone's just working the nine till five, grind, like, and she lives there and she's experienced that. She hates her job from what it like appears in the film. She's not very happy there. And he's just, it's like being, she's basically being a tourist in like her own, a tourist in her own town where she lives and like just finding very small, simple things, like Matt said, just so much fun and joy. And she's like, oh, actually, life isn't that bad. So mm. I think that it, well, I view it as that, um, well, yeah, maybe they are. It is like going back to like yeah, kids. And I think that was the intention. I think you're completely avoid. right. That's definitely. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. But that's not how I felt watching it. I was a bit like, are you really going to touch that man's willy now? <laughs> no, but like, if someone if someone took you on that on that first date, how amazing would you feel? I, I wouldn't think I wouldn't think it was a date anymore. I would think, oh, this, this is an adult <laughs> friendship. I mean, uh, come on, all right. A bit of realism here, though, Rio. Right? If if you went on a date, <laughs> some guy or, or lady, whoever, started spinning round, spinning round, and you were just stood as a bystander, just what would you? You wouldn't question that at all. You'd be like, I don't. I probably wouldn't. No, I definitely God. join in. Fair day, fair day. <laughs> I'd be like, Woo! <laughs> Look at you suckers and your nine-to-fives, aren't you having fun? Woohoo! I think that's how... I mean, I probably would be a bit embarrassed, but it's only embarrassing if you're embarrassed. It's so... Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. I I think... And also, right, if we go back to the theory, the meta theory that Kat started and embedded, if this... What if this is a friend that Michael has at school who he is aware has a similar family dynamic as himself so he invented a character uh, such as who uh, JB who because when we first meet JB we get a kind of like we see her working in the shop and she's not she's not she's not overly pleased with working in the shop she doesn't seem to have like she's not quite found herself or her identity like you know buddy has to get that singing out of her has to get the confidence out of her um so it could it be this is a friend of mike of michael or or someone that he quite is fond of so he's written written this written this girl into his story to kind of find a solution for the both of them yeah, and the, and the sequel would be his journey into getting with a girl. Yeah, and, yeah, and also like on that, like, maybe also it's kind of like and, and Jovi, like, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, oh my god! Like almost like a like a a mirror or like <laughs> like like a, a mirror that he would want. For, that's not. I'm, I don't mean the word mirror, but um. A projection of what how he'd want his parents' relationship to be, but it's oh, not full of joy. That's yeah. it. His yeah. dad has. Oh, no that's made me really sad. That's oh, really. it. Yeah, it's just it's that's fabulous. a much more eloquent way of of of, of uh, the theory to make out. That was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I love that. I'm all for that. That's great. He's invented. Yeah, absolutely. He's invented parents he wish that he'd had. You know, what I mean? that's gorgeous. I'm just gonna say it. And I don't know if this is me getting too deep for a kid's film, but the women in that film only exist in relation to men. Um, and that really, I, I know I know that it's not important because this is a kid's film, but like, 
I, I didn't feel like I could connect with many I of the mean, characters. I mean, arguably, yeah. I think it's more important because it's a kids' film. Like, I, I, I feel oh, you like... you think that that's not the message we should be giving them? No, no. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. But, it's in, but I mean, it's also very of its time. Like, it's 2000. Mm. Like, it in, in those 2003 films, that's what women were doing and like, were there to serve male characters. Existing in proximity to male needs yeah. and attention and yeah yeah and i think you raise a great point amy and, and, and it goes into what i did want to talk about and something that i don't think you know from a 2023 guys is, is great is all of the the office scenes so all of the um so all of walter's you know where he works and where we see that kind of masculinity and, and only men in the top jobs as yeah, well white white, white yeah. men in the top jobs yeah. uh it's you know and 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 they they don't do anything in the film to even try and even when even when buddy goes down to the basement uh, and he's with all the other colleagues pretty sure all of them were men uh, and and most... all of them are people of color, and that's why they're all in the mail. They're all in the mail well, room. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and, yeah exactly. And, and that's where you you've got to question writing and go. You know, do you really think? Yeah, what are you trying to do? Are you reflecting a society and saying right. this is bad? In which case, where was the negative connotation of what was going yeah. on? Where was the message? Uh, yeah. you, you know, where, at what point was that message relayed at any yeah. point during the film? Yeah. Uh, you, could, you could say that, you know, what was life was pretty shit, and, but that still didn't affect the people in the basement. That didn't, no, exactly. that didn't affect the non-white, non-male people in the film. Mm. Um, so... I think that that was badly done. I also think like um, it, it's very very questionable uh, Miles's uh, character yeah. and the way that the treatment of that. Um, I, I think I think what uh, so Miles is played. Uh, I just think Game of Thrones every time. Peter Dinklage, Dinklage, yeah. Dinklage. Um, and and I and I thought what were the the only bit that I did quite like was his in, his uh, introduction scene because you see him walking and apart from the first the first shot we don't there's not an emphasis on the fact that you know of his height there's no yeah. emphasis of height we just get we just get like everybody else's reaction to this kind of powerful um powerful uh character and uh, and the fact that he is a pa character uh, powerful character um you know you could see that's a positive you know is that a positive way to look at that and but but it, it, you know, the way that buddy comes in the room i'll be interested what are your thoughts because i need to stop talking <laughs> what are your thoughts <laughs> that for me i think is the most uncomfortable moment of the film just because i i mean it feels a little bit like they've sort of animalized the uh, that person, Miles, mm. the character, mm. especially when he gets so angry and like runs across the table to attack, and and it would kind of, I don't know, it just it, for me, it 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 seemed quite like unjustified to have to write him like that. I didn't really understand. Was it needed? No, exactly. It, just, it really wasn't needed. I mean, I can't, I'm not defending it at all. But like it's, but it's, it feels like that was kind of showing the bad side of his innocence, yeah. maybe. But yeah. like it just, it just wasn't, it wasn't needed. It didn't serve anything. It didn't further really anything. If anything, that was the only moment when, he, when you know, um, uh, was it Walter that got annoyed with Buddy and told him to go away and never come back? There's other ways of doing that 
There's uh, mm. in that in that situation, there was other ways of doing that and achieving to get to that moment. Um, yeah, I, I think I think do you know what what was missing was a scene directly after which could have happened between Michael and Buddy, where it where Michael was the one to tell Buddy what was wrong about that. Because then, as a children's movie, children are then getting that from a you know another person they can you know a representative of themselves, and because that's the thing, Buddy got no repercussions from that. He might have got repercussions in terms of being you know thrown out, but there was no specific. This is why that was wrong, and that's the only part in that film where there should have been. Should have been something said specifically what mm. was wrong about his actions during that scene. Yeah, mm. I agree. I agree, and I don't. I don't think you can say like, "Oh, it's of its time for that," because I think it's. I don't think there's. It's, no, there's I, I, think I can only imagine how many kids have had those same lines. Like little people have had that have had those same lines used to them. I can only mm. imagine, and, and people mm. think it's really funny when like they're just mm. like, "No, it's not fucking funny." I've heard it a thousand times, bitch. Yeah, I also just think that it kind of also just, you know, as you all of you have kind of like said, it just promotes violence. Like, like you said, there's other yeah. ways to there's other ways to communicate to someone that what what they're saying to you is incorrect or is not right or is upsetting you. Um, mm. Yeah, and like just one scene after that, like you said, Forrest would have really, um, I think, would have been a it was a very good opportunity to like you said send a message to kids of like mm. and to parents of this is a way that you could deal with telling your kids. You know, not to point out visible differences. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's, it feels it because because with all the all the choices that they've made in terms of just the character for Buddy, it kind of it felt all genuine and and all that. But then this moment just it was a clear miss. I I wonder whether anything hit the cutting room floor like with that. Mm. You know, if there was ever a deleted scene or something. Mm. I mean, I'm I am I'm assuming there isn't, but like. Yeah, it just feels a bit about out of taste mm. from, from, and it kind of like jars the pace of the movie as well. But it might be one of those things that just, it's just dated now. You know, it's one of those things. Yeah. And, it, you know, even, even the bit where um, Peter's character, um, Miles, yeah, when Mar- when Miles is on the floor and he says, say it one more time, and, and, and that, that buddy... Buddy isn't stupid. This whole film is about the fact that he's not actually stupid. The guy, you know, the guy was telling the truth the whole time. The guy knows, you know, he, he knows he, he knows to a degree what's inappropriate and not appropriate. And and and, he, and when he's made aware of the thing, he 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 will fix that thing, right? He doesn't repeat the same. Um, so so the fact that he would hear Miles visibly angry and still still repeat that word that's done that it, it just jar it jarred with me and it made buddy into a character that he wasn't for the rest of the film wasn't it? yeah yeah it just doesn't make sense because it's like i mean the elves they speak well, as far as we know in the film they speak the same language as humans so it's not like mm. he would have maybe probably encountered other people being like say that one more time like we exactly they're like friendly little beans i think something i've just realized and i think it completely echoes what cassie was saying about animalizing people with visible differences the the way he acts with peter dinklage is the only other time he acts like that is with the raccoon at the beginning when he's like oh do you want a hug and when peter dinklage is like running down the table he's like puts his arms out as if he's gonna like hug him and i'm like I'm like that is weird that those two scenes are the only places that like echo that where he's like not yeah. taking cues, like yeah. right. 
you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. also, also just for like a film that's supposed to be about like accepting differences. Yeah, it yes. exactly. Yeah. He's he's specifically told he's about to go somewhere that has no elves in it. Like he is gonna yeah. feel out of place. He is a human. This is a human place that he's going. So he wouldn't he wouldn't believe that. He wouldn't think at all. He you know yeah. Anyway, we mm. I, I think we got over the point. That's a bad <laughs> thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think as we move into the final act, we get to uh, the moment where we find a stranded Santa Claus in Central Park. Um, the uh, one of the moments that <laughs> I always kind of find myself having to kind of remind myself of this last act because this is the one that I find more forgettable. But the one bit that does stick with me is the park rangers. Yes. Because what they what they remind me of are ring wraiths from Lord of the Rings. And I don't know if it's done deliberately or not. Just the way that they're riding the horses, they've got this ominous kind of like uh like cinematic and the way that they that you've got the hooves that are don't yeah, no, smoke coming it. out of them. Do you know what I mean? The way that they set up the park rangers gives me the sense of something from Lord of the Rings. I don't know. <laughs> there, I've but that's that. Lord of the Rings, so I have no I'm idea. just googling what ring raiders are. Oh god. I, I, I love Lord of the Rings and I and now you say it with the, the kind of the hooves beating yeah. and sort of the darkness and yeah, I get I get it a bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> straight. It's a bit of a reach, but yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks, Amy. <laughs> I also find the, the park rangers is that's an interesting decision. Um, mm, yeah, I feel like yeah. a lot of the other like human aspects of the film are quite realistic. That I'm like, wow, okay, that's yeah, interesting choice. Like for the for the like park to decide, you know what? Let's get the horses out. Here we mm, go, Santa. Yeah. And I think the whole kind of ending to this film feels very like, I don't, again, Matt, I don't know if there's deleted scenes or it just felt very like lovely, lovely, lovely film. Boom. Like shitloads of stuff going on. Like what is, what is this? Is that yeah. out, like out of the blue Santa rocks up elves going home. Like, what, what, like it just kind of, it, it throws it into a, I, I feel like it could have been, it made it, it. It made the plot a macro plot at the end, right? It was the wider yeah. image, yeah. and I felt I felt that the whole film and the essence of the film meant that the ending should have been a lot more micro. It should have been whether Elf just stayed, you know, changed Walter's ways. He ended up with a family. Job done. Right, yeah. I, I I don't feel. I think that it went it went too big. All of us when you it, and it started big. It started about you know his case coming from this place. He's going to, but then it, it got really small and then it got really big again. And I think I think for me that kind of threw threw it a bit at the end. I think it was it just seemed like very unnecessary because up until that point where Santa had fallen and like he needed Buddy's help and it was just all of a sudden it was just like dropped in there like the Park Rangers da, 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 da. <laughs> if, like if when like before Buddy left and you know he's said oh don't don't eat this don't do that if like Papa Elf said something like oh just you know oh you're going to New York beware of the park rangers or if santa said something to him like something that hooked it in would make mm. more sense but without mm. that it's just very over dramatic yeah 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 say saving grace i will say about the end is i and i can't find on rotten tomatoes can't find the actor or the character but the news reporter 
at the end. I oh, think right, she yeah. she's brilliant. She's brilliant, and I love that bit, and I love the kind of her reaction to to seeing the sleigh. Her when she when Michael has the the big book of you know naughty and nice and what people have asked for for Christmas, and and he kind of says, oh, you've asked for that, and the kind of magic like when she realizes it's real, and I I, I did quite like that, and like that. I don't know. It felt really in amongst the chaotic kind of like what is going on with with the park rangers. Why why have we suddenly got such an interest in an engine? Uh, yeah. like, Chris, you need Christmas spirit, but the but it could it. But you had an engine, so you just go with the engine. You didn't need the yeah. Christmas spirit. So, yeah. Reindeer. Yeah. They had the engine because people didn't have enough Christmas spirit. So they had the engine as a backup, but then when it fell off, because there was absolutely no Christmas spirit, that's mm. why he crashed. Yeah. So I get that. that mm. I, I think, I think, I think like, they, they, I felt like they were searching for a tension point, like with, with the park rangers. And I think, yeah. and I think they could have achieved that by like try, trying harder to build the Christmas spirit. Like you could have built the Christmas spirit and that be the tension point as opposed to, introducing the like charge from the rangers or like at least make them relevant as we said prior in the film yeah. um, mm. um yeah, yeah i also that? like the news the news reporter and i liked that int- it's like quite short quite a minimal interaction but like there's some random guy who's just like i love the way yeah. you read like <laughs> your eyes really tell the story like i'm like that's hilarious <laughs> i'm like you, you get random people like that on the news yeah like, <laughs> apparently that was improvised and that and she, you could, she when she's laughing that's her out of character laughing apparently <laughs> oh wow yeah yeah that's pretty, are you think yeah and that makes so much more sense because she like she does nothing in relation to that but i, yeah. I, I quite like that as well though from yeah. a, from a from a kind of looking at the women in the film and uh, you know just because a male's got suddenly got interest she's not all like oh love story number five like it, yeah. she's just gone you're a fucking weirdo that was an yeah. odd moment like let's just move on and do my job uh and it yeah i quite i really like that um also walter never becomes a good character no. and i like that even at the end he refuses to sing and only you know he does sing but ultimately the character is never kind and michael never never really gets justification for everything if anything he's lost buddy He's lost Buddy, and he's you know, he, he, so he's he's ended back in the crappy scenario with parents who blatantly aren't going to last the next five years together. Um, so I mean, the poor guy's got a horrible future. <laughs> oh, I know, bless him. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think the yeah. only. Were you say? I didn't say anything important. Um, love that point. The only time I think that he shows something a little bit, you know. Oh, like maybe he's being a little bit good is when he decides to, you know, deter the park rangers and he dresses up as Santa, um, which also True. doesn't actually make any sense because they just run straight past him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they run, yeah. They run straight past him like they know who they're going for, which they don't because isn't the whole point of the plot that they don't know what's happening. Yeah, <laughs> they, they know something has landed, but they don't know 
who the people are around that thing that's landed, hence they don't know it's a sleigh or Santa. So if any any guy walked up to them, they would immediately stop because they would just assume he's got to be part of the thing that they're searching for, right? Mm. That's so yeah. true, but I always thought that, like, Santa... I always read it as that Santa and the Park Rangers had, like, this long-lasting history of hatred towards <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah, he, yeah, because he said, what? I put them on the naughty list, like, one year, and, like, they now... Yeah, that's yeah, it, hate, yeah. Like, and, Does he have wouldn't that mean that all of the park rangers would help no, giving Sam. it the Christmas spirit and therefore the sledge could fly? So they could be on the good list? Like, they could be on the nice list? Yeah, I don't know. Therefore, they believe in Santa, <laughs> therefore that would make the sledge fly. So them trying to hunt for Santa, if they know who it's Santa, then that but means that there would have always been a bit of Christmas spirit. No, Rhea, I think we're overthinking. So they're on the naughty list, so they've just had a shit year's Christmas. That's no, all no, they don't Rio. suddenly Rio know who made, Santa is. Rio has made well, a fantastic can... point. She is saying, oh, they oh they don't know. They, you're saying they don't know why they've had a shit. Yeah, shit. so they've had a shit Christmas. They're not going to know Santa suddenly exists and who Santa is. and They haven't got all why of that backstory. Have... They've just no, had a bad I, Christmas because they're they on the naughty list. If, no. you're on a naughty, if you're on a naughty list, you don't suddenly go, bloody hell, I know exactly who Santa is, I know exactly what the whole situation is, and I've, been, I've visited the sleigh before. No, All no, you end you up know. with is bad presents. But you, yeah, know that that, you don't know that you're on, on the list. naughty list. Is that, is that, you know that Santa's put you on the naughty list, but you don't know who he is, but you know he's put you on the naughty list. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, but like, how can you know he's put you, he, he's put you on the naughty list if you don't know who he is? That was no, no, no. They were short on the budget. I think at this point, they were, <laughs> we've spent too much on children. We I, need to uh, everything in your cab. I have, never, I have never listened back to a podcast, but in order to know what the fuck is being talked about in the last <laughs> 10 minutes, I'm going to have to listen back. I've never, never had to, I still don't know. We went from, why did they not stop for Walter? That's what I was reacting to, is the fact that they don't know what Santa looks like just because they're on the naughty list. So why wouldn't they have stopped? I didn't realise that we'd moved on oh, to a whole like... Well, no, the horses obviously don't know what Santa looks uh, like. You're agreeing the same thing, Rio. So they know what Santa looks like. So if he's dressed as Santa, they would have stopped. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I'm so confused. I thought you were talking about Christmas spirit. Oh. Oh. Anyway, I'm just talking about. Anyway. I'd like to apologise to John Favreau um, because I don't know. We have no idea how famous we're going to become, but hopefully, very like in the realms. Yeah, but, guys, um, I'm going to get picked up for singing on the street, so it's yeah, fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's going to be the amazing boot yeah. yeah. I would like to say sorry to John Favreau. Everything I've seen that you've done, it's talking to you now. Um, everything I've seen that you've done, oh, you've a fantastic actor in, but your endings leave a lot to be desired, and that might not be your fault. Amy. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> Amen. 
<laughs> wow. Wow. I mean, I think I feel like I mean that that's that's the last of Woody. I mean, the ending is the Christmas spirit comes back. Jovi Yay! goes to North Pole with Buddy, and they have a kid, and there's a lovely little bit of forced perspective, which I love, and then that's it. <laughs> And it ends. The book yeah. is closed. And I like the little bit of the end where Santa and all the little like Mr. Norwell and everything are like. Oh yeah, know. they're welcome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're a, there. Having a little. Ooh. Oh, I didn't see ah. that bit. Ah. Ah. <laughs> I did see yeah. that the little, little baby. Boogie. The baby was called yeah. Susie. Do you think that was because that girl wanted a doll called Susie? Do you think? Well, it's named after Buddy's Buddy's mum, isn't it? Yeah, yeah Susan, 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 Susan Wells, Susan Wells, Wells. Yeah. Susan Watts, Susan Wells. Oh, that's really nice, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Susie. Sorry, that's really <laughs> sweet. <laughs> I also like the fact uh, that she's wearing the clothes of the. Um, do you guys have to edit this? Like, do you? Yeah, uh, to- I, I don't think any of it's required, Kat. <laughs> How could I possibly edit this to make sense, mate? You get it uncut. I uh, this one mic with the three of us, and it is violent. It's really difficult. <laughs> like I didn't even attempt it. Um, so, so we'll get, um, the one segment that we do have uh, in the Don't Be a Hero podcast uh, is that we end uh, every podcast. <laughs> Uh, we end every podcast uh, with a crisp rating. So you have to tell us what flavour, what brand of crisp you would consider this film is, and you also have to tell us how full the bag is. So you're saying the kind of texture of the film, the you know the feeling of the film, and then you're saying how full is it. So how much you know stars would you typically give that film? Uh, so we're going to go uh, go round. Cat's already got her hand up. I'm loving that. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go with a Walker's cheese and onion half full. Um, so I'll just break it down for you. So um, I think. <laughs> Thank you. Diagram <laughs> out. <laughs> onion because I find it quite cheesy, but it's it's like classic. You know, it's it's classic cheesy. Um, Walker's because again, it's a household brand. Um, it's everyone knows it it's it's something that's people go back to time and time again um half full because as we've discovered there are a lot of holes in the plot um and there's some things i maybe don't agree with um and the walker's crisps well that kind of crisps are kind of a bland texture which i guess yeah it works um Mm. in my opinion yeah i'd say that nice that's me amy what about you I would have also gone for Walkers, um, mm. uh, uh, but I think I might now go for Snack Right, knowing that they didn't have the budget to buy chewing gum. We haven't had a Snack Right yet. That's yeah, yeah. I'm going to say like an Aldi or Snack Right, um, salt and vinegar, and I'm going to say it's nearly empty. That for me, that's what I'm saying. But that is because I I despise salt and vinegar. I can't stand the smell of it. I hate it. But everyone else seems to love it. And I feel like that's the vibe of this film. I don't despise this film. I just didn't particularly enjoy it that much. And that's fine. I can see why it would make people happy. And if I was a child, I might have enjoyed it a lot more, like if I'd seen it before. But um, everyone else seems to love salt vinegar. I don't. And the bag is nearly empty Mm. because they've almost finished eating them, which means that I don't have to smell it for much longer. So I'm feeling like, (laughs) yeah, this could be on in the background and I'd be quite happy. I would be all right. But I wouldn't sit there and watch it again, like just on my ones like I did today. That's a lovely review. Thank you, Amy. Rio? So I 
really glad I went last because I didn't think of a crisp until just now. So I'm going to go for Twiglets. Um, because I think that Elf's one of those films where you either love it or you hate it, just like Marmite. And I don't know the brand of them. What is the brand of them? I think they are made by Walkers. Are they? I don't think that's correct. Um, <laughs> no, they're Jacobs. They're Jacobs. They're Jacobs. Jacobs, Jacobs yeah. Um, because, you know, everyone knows a Twiglet. Well, I was going to try and say something really clever like Amy and Kat did, but I didn't. I'm just... Uh, you either love it or you hate it like Marmite. That's what I'm going for. And you have them at Christmas time and not really much around the year. You never see those big boxes on the shelf in, in summertime, the mm-hmm. Twiglets. So it's a Christmas time special. I will That's stop nice. talking now. Did I did I give Twiglets last week, Forrest? I think you did. I think for, we've, um, we've had oh, two, two Twiglets. Oh, and it yeah. would be... It would be Ooh. half full. Half full. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay, I, for for me, I and I haven't brought out this brand of crisps for a long time, Forest. I'm gonna mm. go for Seabrooks. Oh, okay, those crinkle cut Seabrooks, ready salted. Like it's, it's a good brand, Seabrooks. Good mm-hmm. brand. They have good crisp, but ready salted. Bog standard, yeah. Take it or leave it. Some people like it. Some people, yeah. Are they like, like the salt you know. and shake ones? Yeah, well, you can get, you can get salt and shake Seabrook. They ones, really remind me of like school, but like like they remind me of the yeah. seaside and like kind of the nineties. Yeah, it's yeah. very very nineties. Nostalgic. And I think yeah. that kind of works with this. That's what Amy said. To be fair, it has a yeah. Lot of mm. Good. Yeah. I like that. Much better than mine. That's good. <laughs> Well, I've done, it, I've done it for two years now, so uh, <laughs> I just got a list. I rate myself. <laughs> myself three crisp. Um, I would. Uh, I think I would go for a, a salt and vinegar Pringle. Uh, and I would go uh, three quarters full because I think I, I really enjoy the film. I think it's great. I'm going to go for a salt and vinegar Pringle because once you pop, you can't stop. It just plays on in the background. You love it. However, however, with a salt and vinegar Pringle, there's always the occasional bit where you realise that your mouth, your tongue is burning. Yes. And it, True. There, are, there are occasional scenes in this film such as the way they, they treat our Peter Dinklage, where mm-hmm. your tongue suddenly burns and you become very aware of how bad the film can be. Yeah, very uncomfortable. Mm. And when that's you get great. the little things, Love you know, you that. cut your... Oh, yeah. Oh, that's the worst. I hate that. Yeah. Oh. Disgusting. Oh, no. That was great. That was good. I like that. Love Expert. that. Me too. Excellent crisp, I think. <laughs> you are expert um, crisp. Expert, um, but honestly, thank you so much for coming yeah, on so our podcast. Yeah, this this has been a, a crazy fun uh, hour and twelve minutes, and uh, <laughs> thank thank you so much. <laughs> and the dolphins appeared. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they have at last. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. Um, please do check out Succulent Theatre, um, Succulent TC. 
Is that what, yeah. So yeah. on TC, uh, on Instagram, mm-hmm. all the social media, go check them out. Fantastic shows. They tour the UK and hopefully internationally mm-hmm. very and soon. Check out the podcast as well. We oh, do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you for having yeah. us. Thank, Thank you so much. Loved it. It was great fun. Oh. I really like the Chris rating thing. That is, that is a chef's kiss from me. Oh, thank you. I mean, we try and put it out on reels on Instagram, gets no response. So <laughs> we try, we try to push it to an international audience. They don't get it. It's maybe all right. Maybe like a jingle, like a jingle. Yeah, like, or a little Chris, jingle. Chris, Chris, yeah. Chris, 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 Thank you for listening to another episode of Don't Be a Hero podcast. If you have any comments, feedback, or any thoughts, email us at don't be a hero podcast at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and other streaming platforms for future content. And to keep up to date on all things Don't Be A Hero, follow us on our Instagram or our TikTok at Don't Be A Hero Podcast. We'll see you there.